Hey there, Soul Family. Welcome to another episode of Evolving Consciously. My name is Holly and I know for sure that nothing happens by accident. This moment is happening very on purpose. So I invite you to really sink in with me as we weave our way through this conversation today so that the message your soul is searching for right now can land deeply with you. Here in this podcast, we have conversations on consciousness, helping you unbecome everything you're not, bringing you home to your wholeness so that you can live a completely authentic, soul-centered life. You know, we've just started a new year. Here we are in the second week of January 2018. And I thought it was very fitting to really discuss um, the mechanics behind how to manifest what you really want. Because what I find is, you know, so many people at this time of year, as society programs us to do, we all start wanting more. We focus on what we want to do. We focus on, you know, um, the kind of life we want to create, the success we want to have this year, the money we want to create. But there's a really big uh, missing gap in all of that that I wanted to discuss with you today. And this is, you know, one of the biggest lessons I've learned in the last three to four years that, that really has transformed my life. That, you know, in order to bring in the new, we must create space by letting go of the old. And that's where most people fail, not in wanting more. Everyone wants more. I think everyone wants just as much. They want what they want just as bad as the next person wants what they want. So why is it then that some people get what they want and some people don't? Well, I don't think it's in wanting more, but it's, but they let go of less. The people who don't get what they want uh, every single time I've tracked this, I've researched this, I've, I've literally created my own little research assignment out of this with people that I coach and people that attend my workshops and things like that. And, you know, we've discussed in so much detail, you know, what do you want and what have you wanted in the past? And whenever I get to the question of what have you let go of, what have you ever decided not rather than, than thinking about what to do, what have you decided what not to do? What things have you decided I won't do anymore? Because the universe can't give you what you want. It can only give you what you've got space for. So you've been wanting all these things for so many years that you're now developing a belief system that setting goals and having dreams isn't even worth it because none of them happen anyway. But but the only reason they're not happening is there's no space for them. You want better relationships in your life, but you won't remove some old relationships that, that are toxic to you and that don't serve you well and that give you no value. You want more money in your life, but you won't let go of uh, some of the habits you have with the way that you spend your money or you won't change your values around money or you won't even delve into why do I spend money this way? What is my relationship with money? You haven't even looked at why you have the relationship with money the way you do. You just decide you want more, but you're not laying down foundations that create more. You know, people decide, you know, I, I, um, I want more time to myself, but they don't create space for time to themselves. And so you can't get what you want unless you have space for it. So I want to talk today about the courage to clean up your life by letting go of choices, habits, thoughts, payoffs, and most of all, I want you to listen here, most of all, the people in your life who are liabilities to your futures rather than assets. If you can find the courage and the discipline to clean up your friends list or your so-called friends list and, and limit the amount of access some people have to you, 
your life will change without you even trying. And, you know, 2018 will be a whole new journey for you with a lot less baggage to carry. And sometimes you don't realize how heavy the bags are until you take them off your shoulders. It, you don't even realize you get so accustomed to carrying the baggage that you don't even realize you're carrying it anymore. So on this radio show, I want to talk today about you know, how to feed your soul and how to settle your spirit. Because until you're willing to feed your soul and learn about who you really are, until you're, you're willing to remove things from your life that um, cause a, a lack of peace and unease to your spirit so that your spirit can't settle, you, you cannot create what, you, what you're saying you want because we don't create things verbally. We create things vibrationally and what you say verbally has to be congruent and a perfect match to what you're asking for vibrationally. You don't get what you ask for verbally. You get what you ask for vibrationally. So to be able to even get your vibration to the level where you can truly attract by being at the same vibrational level, at the same frequency as what you want, in order to get there, you have to remove all of the uh, things, the habits, the thoughts, the payoffs, and the people that affect your vibration, that influence your vibration and keep it at a lower level. Okay, so let's talk about how to feed your soul, how to settle your spirit and, and, and create the environment within yourself to unbecome. Because don't focus more on unbecoming on the things you won't do this year on the on on the environments you will no longer put yourself in on the thoughts you will no longer think on the habits you'll no longer repeat think of those things how do you unbecome if i can unbecome everything i currently am if i can unbecome everything well not not even that i am that i'm portraying myself to be because those things aren't really us anyway they they're just stuff that fills our life and if we can unbecome all of that, we, we find that we already are. We don't have to become anything. We already are all that we need to be. So it's not a process of becoming what we need to be. It's about unbecoming what we're not, what we're acting as now. And when you unbecome all of that, you reach the vibration of all that you are. And when you are the vibration of nothing other than all that you already are, no need to become anything, you're already here because you've unbecome all the things you're not, from that space, you can attract and manifest and vibrationally ask for the things that you're saying you want in your life. So how do you feed your soul? Well, let's talk about inspiration. The word inspiration comes from the root word inspire, which comes from, it's really the, the merging of two words of being in spirit. Inspire is to be in spirit. So for something to inspire you, it had to already exist in your spirit. That's why, you know, you can listen to a motivational speaker and they can, something they say can really inspire you, but the person sitting beside you isn't inspired at all. In fact, it has, it has no effect on them you know, whatsoever. And, and the next sentence is what inspires them, but it doesn't inspire you. Why? What makes the difference? Because when that person inspires you, they haven't given something to you. What they've done is they've introduced you to another piece of the real you that had to already exist. It resonated with something that already 
existed in your spirit, which is why you felt inspired. It came from the inside. But if that truth or if that, um, you know, if that piece of information doesn't already exist as part of what you are, then it won't inspire you, which is why the next person isn't inspired. They get inspired by something else because they're here on a different journey with different truths to own, different, um, you know, ways to, to, to align with, with their higher self. So what is inspiration? Inspiration, therefore, if it comes from in your spirit, then inspiration is anything that introduces you to who you are. Every time you are inspired, I don't want you to let yourself believe that someone just gave that to you. Oh, you inspired me. No, they didn't inspire you. Instead of saying you inspired me, use language of I was inspired. It was mine. It belonged to, that inspiration wasn't given to me from you. It belonged to me already. It was already part of who I was. You just introduced me to it. You just showed me that it was there, but that was already mine. Okay. Inspiration aligns you with your true self and inspiration begins the awakening process. And so we must create space then for inspiration. So we're saying we want to change our lives, but where in your life have you cleared space and created an environment for inspiration where, where you can purposely put yourself in environments to be inspired, to, to, to give your soul access to information or to messengers that are out there that will be sent to you by the universe so that you can be introduced to who you are. Okay, so we need to become conscious of our environments. We have to have a heightened awareness of what heals you versus what hurts you. Pay attention. Does this heal me? Does this conversation feel like it heals me or does it hurt me? Does this person's ideas and opinions hurt me or do they heal me? So we need to distinguish the difference between what heals us and what hurts us. What feeds your spirit versus what fights your spirit? This is a real key one for me in particular. You know, I really started paying attention to, to people and environment and conversations that I could feel myself feeding from versus uh, conversations that I could feel myself fighting. I could, it was such an effort to have to, you know, think that way that that person was thinking to be able to, you know, participate in the conversation. And I could feel myself almost getting angry and wanting to start an argument and, you know, really getting agitated with something. That's your spirit fighting that information. That's your spirit, your internal guidance system, letting you know this information is not for you. Words are real things. Words are real. They are vibrations. They, they, they enter our spirit. And so you have to be very careful what words you put yourself around. So pay attention to the conversation, to the audios you listen to, to the music you listen to, and just ask yourself, is my spirit feeding from this or is it fighting with this? Is it trying to convince, am I trying to convince myself to listen to this song because it's always been one of my favorite songs and it reminds me of my past and this and that, but something in me tells me change the song, change the song. See, these are the things we get stuck in habits, but I've always done this, but I always listen to this music. Yeah, but I always call this friend, but I always go for lunch with him or her. Yeah, but I always watch this TV show, but you're watching it. And at the same time, you're, you're doing it. You, you, your spirit is fighting what it's, what it's put in front of. So we need to start paying attention to what feeds our spirit versus what fights your spirit and make the choice that serves you. Okay. 
So it make it, it's all choice because there's a moment of consciousness and, 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 and consciousness, consciousness is a singular. There is no plural. There's only one consciousness. There isn't lots of consciousnesses. You don't have your consciousness and I have mine. We're all part of one consciousness. And, um, and so when we are in the environment that, that feeds us, you feel yourself come alive. You feel yourself awaken. But, but pay attention to the fact that while you are here to participate in the, in the consciousness that, that makes us in all what we are, you also are here in a human experience. And as part of that deal, uh, when you chose to come to this human experience, you were given free will. So yes, in a moment of consciousness, you can be very aware what's feeding you and what's fighting you, what's healing you and what's hurting you. But you still have a choice to make. Just because you're aware of it doesn't mean you go down that line. You, you, you can exercise your free will anytime you choose and make a choice that, that goes against you, that fights you rather than, than feeds you or that hurts you rather than heals you. So it's not just a matter of being aware. It's about learning and, and committing and being disciplined to making the choices that serve us in that moment of consciousness so what you know what kind of things feed your soul environments that feed your soul here's what you need to look out for so okay Holly how do I know what's feeding my soul what does that feel like what am I looking out for as I go out there and and really increase my awareness and my consciousness with the way that I live this year so that I can clear space and and um, create create space for what I want to be attracted into my life the environments that feed your soul make you feel safe. So, so pay attention to these feelings. This is what you're looking for. They make you feel safe. They make you feel certain. They make you feel secure. They make you feel inspired. They make you feel heard. You feel heard. That's a, that's a big one. You feel heard an environment that feeds your soul a conversation with someone that feeds your soul it automatically you feel heard you don't feel like you have to make an effort to be heard or put put forward a point or use a different tone of voice you're heard just as you are environments that feed your soul make you feel unjudged they make you feel important they make you feel significant they make you feel valued and they make you feel full of belief like there isn't even the existence of fear because you're too full of faith in in those moments so pay attention to look for those feelings be searching for where do i feel safe who is it that makes me feel certain where do i feel heard what you know where where can i go where i know i'm unjudged where i feel important where i feel valued where i feel wanted those are the environments that you need to uh, you know, you need to consciously place yourself in because in order to have what you want, you have to participate in your own rescue. You don't just ask the universe, universe, send me this. This is what I want. Okay, I'm, I'm waiting on you, universe. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? You've got to do the work. You have to participate in your own rescue. Okay. It's like, if you're out there, if I'm in, if we're out to sea and we're in a boat and you fall in the water and you're about, and you're drowning, I can, I can throw you the rope. Okay, but you still need to participate in your own rescue. You maybe I throw the rope a meter short of you, and you need to swim a meter. You need to keep yourself above. You need to pull yourself in from the rope. You can't just. I'm not going to jump out of my boat and jump in the water and die with you. No, I'll throw you a rope, but I'm not going to be jumping in. These are the kind of people you got to look for to have in your life. People that won't jump in with you. 
okay? People that will throw you the rope, but they won't jump in with you. Those are the ones that will feed your soul. They're good for you. They, they will help you introduce you to who you are because they won't do things for you. They won't save you. They'll just create an environment where you can choose to save yourself. They will be the people that empower you, that lift you up, and that really introduce you to who you really are. So understand that you don't just get to... Uh, say, okay, universe, this is the environment I want. Send me these people. Send me. No, you have to participate in your own rescue by identifying where are the environments that feed you that you that you will consciously and purposely place yourself in and where are the environments that hurt you and that fight you that you will consciously remove yourself from and that can be the hard part see it's easy to say these are my goals but it's a whole lot harder to say this is what I'll no longer do these are the people I'll no longer hang around these are the conversations I will no longer entertain because when you're in one of those conversations and you choose to remove yourself from it it's going to make you unpopular and people are not going to like you and people are going to be confronted by you and maybe you have to ruffle some feathers and maybe you you might upset some people because you say hey i'm no longer i'm no longer participating in these activities i'm no longer doing these weekly catch ups because we just talk about nothing and it doesn't serve me and it doesn't feed me and and maybe those people get offended and you have to run the risk of of losing some friends or having some people judge you or criticize you or whatever it might be so it's a whole lot harder that's why no one does it Everyone says, oh, I'm going to do more of this. But the reason it doesn't happen is there's no space in your life for more of that because you haven't cleared out any of the stuff you need to stop doing first. So that's how you feed your soul. Now, let's talk about how to settle your spirit, okay? Because it's one thing to get access to an environment that feeds you and, 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 and that feeds your soul. But at the same time, you've got to remove yourself from environments that cause your spirit to be unsettled. If you can feed your soul and settle your spirit, you will have all the power that you need access to, to create the life that you want. And, and, and you don't even have to make it happen. You just have to practice the art of allowing it to happen. Because when you go out and try to make something happen, sometimes you're, you're trying to make something happen against the bigger plan. The whole idea of making this happen is your plan. It's not even part of the bigger plan. And you missed the whole journey. You missed the lessons. And now you have to repeat them because you were so focused on making happen what you wanted to happen that you didn't pay attention to the signs and to the synchronicity of events that occurred leading up to that or during that or you haven't paid attention to why it's not happening which are all signs and messages for you to follow so that you can be on target with your purpose path maybe the idea the path that you've got in mind that you want for yourself this year isn't even the path that you're designed for and if you follow that path you'll miss the appointment that you are assigned to. And so there's a very, you know, it's a real juggling act, a balancing act to be able to use your discipline and use your, uh, you know, your focus on your goals, but to not do it so much that you, that you interrupt and interfere with the plan that's a whole lot bigger than yours. But if you have a settled spirit, if, if you can go about and be, be hungry and be tenacious and be focused and driven with what you want, but still with a settled spirit, there's always room for the bigger message to, you know, for, for the voice to speak to you, for the bigger message to get through to you, for the bigger plan to redirect you. The only time that you'll lose your ability to connect with uh, hearing that message and, and seeing those signs is when you get so focused on what you want that your, that your spirit becomes unsettled and there's no space, there's no access for, for the higher plan 
to get a message through to you. So settling your spirit really is about giving up resistance. Okay, anything that you won't accept or that you haven't allowed will stir your spirit. So if you really want what you say you want this year, just sit for a moment and ask yourself, what won't I accept? What is it in my life that I probably need to accept that I just, I keep resisting. I won't accept. I keep trying to make it happen. I keep trying to make that person like me. I keep trying to force that relationship because I want a good relationship with that person. I, I want a good relationship with that family member because we're supposed to have a good relationship because we're family. But the bigger plan seems to interfere all the time. And it's for whatever reason, we just can't be, what if it was about being able to accept that that's a relationship you need to let go of or you need to get spa you need to give space to maybe not let go of forever but just give it some space stop trying to make it be what you want it to be so where is where is there something in your life that you haven't accepted or that you or that you you haven't allowed you won't allow yourself to think a particular thought or to go down a, a particular road or you know you won't allow this person to just be who they are you keep trying to make them who you want them to be you can, you won't allow your career to take the path that it's taking because you decided five years ago that it had to be this path and now it's going off on a on a bit of a, a tangent and you don't want it to go that way so you're trying to force it back to the direction you want it to go but but maybe it was never meant to go in that direction to begin with and so this isn't a matter of you redirecting it this is a matter of you allowing yourself to be redirected so where where is there anything you haven't accepted or that you haven't allowed? Because the moment that you accept things and allow things to be as they are, all things and all people, your, your spirit will begin to settle. As soon as you stop taking responsibility to create things or to change things or to change people or relationships, your spirit will become settled. When you let go of thinking that somehow that's your obligation to do that or responsibility, there will be so much space for you to be able to focus on what you can control and on what you, what you, what you want to create. Acceptance will settle your spirit. Okay, so how do we accept? How do you accept it? You know, it, it's by it's you accept something by giving up the need to understand it. That's how you accept something. I, I, it's like I don't need to understand. I just need to accept. Accepting is being able to allow it to be exactly as it is without needing to understand why it needs to be that way. Okay, life must be lived forwards, but it can only ever be understood backwards. So practicing the art of allowing, allowing something to be how it is through focusing on faith. Okay, faith and see faith and fear cannot coexist. They can't exist at the same at the same time. So don't work on trying to eliminate fear. Practice faith. Okay, if you're focusing on faith by default, you've got no attention given to fear. If you're focused on getting rid of fear, removing fear, you know, releasing fears, controlling fears, then if your attention is on fear, then you have no attention on faith. And what you give you, what, what, what you focus on expands. So this is really about focusing on faith. You don't have to work out how to let go of fears. If you're so focused on faith, by default, the fears dissipate, okay? Fear is not your problem. Your lack of faith is. You don't have a fear problem. You have a faith problem. We must stop asking, what am I afraid of? And instead start asking, what won't I believe in? Okay, the moment that we begin to have faith, our fear begins to dissipate. So it was never our fear we had to work on to begin with. It was only ever our faith. Okay. It's exactly like darkness and light. 
okay? They, they, they cannot exist at the same time. When, when faith enters, fear must exit. Just the same as when the light gets turned on, the darkness, the dust, the darkness leaves. Okay, you you don't have to worry about removing the darkness. You just have to introduce the light, and by default, the darkness is taken care of. So stop focusing. That's one thing you can stop doing this year. Don't go. Oh, I'm going to work on my goals by I'm going to work out what my fears are and I'm going to work on releasing my fears. All you're doing is giving attention to your fears, and what you focus on expands. So focus on your faith, not your fear. You don't have to remove fear. You just have to practice faith. And by practicing faith and what you can believe in, by default, what you don't believe in and what you have a fear of automatically goes. Okay. And then when it leaves, it leaves space in you because you're not doing anything. You're not trying to remove it. It removes by default, which means it leaves the space. That space creates a vacuum in the universe. The universe doesn't like space. It will send something to fill space in your life. So that's where once you've cleared space, you just have to be careful of what vibration you're sitting at because when you clear space, you're about to attract that which is a vibrational match to you. So be very careful once you've started clearing space uh, of, of the vibration you're on, which means be very careful of the environment you place yourself in, of the people you speak to, of the ideas that you're exposed to the most often because all of those affect your thoughts. Thoughts are frequencies and frequencies are vibrations and that will determine what you attract in your life to fill up that space that you've just created. So you now are in a position where you have, you, you've, you've removed some things from your life. You've worked out what you're not going to do anymore. You're creating space. You're being conscious of placing yourself in environments that feed your soul. You're learning how to allow and how to accept things as they are so that you can settle your spirit, which creates space. Now you can begin the process of unbecoming with a fit, with a soul that's full and a spirit that's settled. You can begin the process of unbecoming and, 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 and at the bottom of the layers of, of what you have to unbecome, you will find all that you are. And when you find all that you are, you claim and you attract all that belongs to you, all that is a match to all that you are. So the process of unbecoming. Let's just go through, I guess, the theory of this so that, so that you can start at the beginning and you can string the whole process together so that you're not jumping in halfway, missing some, some uh, information that helps build a belief system while you do this. You came here to a human experience for the purpose of evolving. Every single one of us came here to this human experience for the purpose of evolving. We chose the parents and the life that would give us the experiences that would be necessary for our expansion. So before we arrived, we chose it all. Okay, I believe we all had a birth vision. You weren't, you weren't afraid of these lessons that you had to learn when you came here in order to evolve and expand to the level that you were coming for. You were never afraid of them because you knew that you had been equipped with what I call an internal guidance system. Okay, a guidance system that would be able to tell you and let you know where you're at and what adjustments you need to make. Its blueprint was your birth vision and your purpose for being here. But 
society programmed you against this very guidance system. Society started teaching you to not pay attention to what you felt as intuition and as guidance from within you and instead to program your brain and pay attention to the ideas and, and, and the, the thoughts and the beliefs of others around you. So what happened was we began to use our mind, not our spirit. And in the process, we became a mind-made self, which is not our real self. It is not our real self. It's the ego's version of self. That's what it is. Deep below it all, though, we have a memory. Okay, we have a memory. And the closer you get to it, the more you know it. You start remembering who you are. And the more you start remembering, the, the closer you get to knowing who you are, the more you remember. The only experiences that help us get closer to it are those of pain. Pain gets our attention. Pain is necessary. It, it, pain becomes the point from which we evolve. Okay, pain is, is the sign that something's out of order. It, 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 it's what calls us to give our attention to it. And the only way for us to release that pain is to evolve beyond the pain. And, and through that, that evolving process, we become more of ourselves. And we evolve just as we were purposed to come here to do. It is the most, pain is the most effective form of bringing your consciousness to the layer that needs to be removed. Okay. A belief system that belongs to the mind made self, not your real self. Pain is the calling to say, hey, this level that you're at, this layer that you're at that's creating the pain, this is the layer that needs to be removed because this layer does not belong to your real self. This is part of the mind-made self. The mind has told you that things aren't the right way, that things are supposed to be like this or like that, and that's causing you pain. And as soon as you work on that layer, that layer is removed, the pain is gone, but you have expanded into a greater awareness and a greater level of consciousness of yourself. So pain, um, pain is the beginning and the process of, of your awakening. I love what Eckhart Tolle says. He says, challenges are here to awaken you. And even if you're awakening, life continuously gives you challenges. And then the awakening accelerates and deepens. It's like the Holy Grail. We never arrive. Okay. But in order to, in order to, um, in order to be what we are, we, we first have to unbecome because we have become a robot. We have become something that has been programmed by society that is that has formed this uh, personality that we portray ourselves as. But sometimes that personality is so far from the from the soul. Alignment is when your personality uh, it, it becomes. Um, a service to your soul, where, they, where your personality is a reflection of your soul. It's not, this is what my soul says, this is who I really am, and this is who my personality is, who society taught me to be. Alignment is when your personality is, is a showcase of your soul, and it acts in service of your soul. That's when you are in full alignment. Okay, pain teaches us lessons that our pride won't allow us to learn. So begin this year embracing pain and creating space because creating space itself creates pain. Having to let go of habits and thoughts and people and things and environment that in itself is a painful process, but that's, that's, that's what's necessary. That's what helps peel off the layers that of everything we're not so that we can become what we are. So as you begin this year, okay, begin, begin this year by creating space and by focusing on 
what won't I do? There's no point even thinking about what I want to do, what I want to create, because I've got to have space for it. If I don't have space for it, it's only going to stir my spirit more. And you can't vibrationally align or attract anything that you want with a stirred spirit and an unsettled soul. So you need to feed your soul. You need to settle your spirit. And you need to begin this year by unbecoming. When you, when you unbecome everything you're not, you realize you already are. And when you, when you get to that place where you are all that you are, you don't even have to work on making things happen because all you do there is allow things to happen because everything is already happening for you. Everything already is coming to, it, it starts turning up in your life and people start going, oh, wow, how did you do that? And you can't answer those questions. It's like, I don't even know. I, I, I actually don't even know how I did that. Like, I mean, I, I didn't, I don't feel like I even did that. It just happened somehow. Just this person told me to talk to this person and I went here and met this person and this opportunity came up and all of a sudden I'm here. And, and, I, and I never, ever sat down and, and wrote a goal to meet this person or to have this conversation. Or to, or to, I just, I just allowed myself to trust in the plan that's bigger than mine. I stopped trying to make things happen and instead I created space where I could allow things to happen. That's the space you want to get yourself into before you really start thinking about what you want, uh, you know, this year. So for those of you out there that, uh, that really are ready to begin this journey, you know, it, it, understand it takes immense courage it takes so much courage even just to sit down and to and to allow you allow to become aware and to become conscious of what do I need to let go of wow I never even realized I was doing all these things and hanging around all these people that are hurting me you know you know you almost feel silly for it sometimes so it takes a whole lot of courage to even think about it let alone to action it and to do it and to remove yourself from environments that don't feed you that said that 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 that, uh, that hurt you rather than heal you and that your spirit fights rather than feeds from so please as you depart from here today and, and for the rest of this year depart from here with courage it's the greatest virtue of all courage the courage to believe in a better way the courage to voice what you've got to say the courage to thrive when times are tough and above all else, the courage to know you are good enough. <laughs>